The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about Apple's latest update, iOS 15, what it means for your email marketing, and what it is you really need to do. Before we get into that land of depression, though, uh, we'd love to give you our list of the top 10 books we recommend to improve your email marketing. They're not email marketing books. There's not all that many of them, uh, but they're just books that will help you with other skills that will help your email marketing. It's one of the free resources you'll find when you head over to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash resources. So go and check it out. He had a special tactic in football during his PE lessons at school. He literally just ran in the opposite direction of the ball at all times. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. And he's just come out of hospital after major abdominal surgery, but can't take the two weeks off like he's told to. It's psychological <laughs> mind reader Kennedy. So you've got you've been given your sick note. You've been told to take some time in bed, rest and fluids. Yeah, he, he, actually the, the, the surgeon said, and now if you were working, if you had a job and you actually had to go to an office, you'd be having a, a 14-day sick note. So um, I got out the day before yesterday, I think, and I'm just like, we need to make a podcast. <laughs> and what's it feel not having a liver anymore? <laughs> Is it good? Or, was the liver, right? <laughs> I'm not supposed to laugh. Hello, this is the show where we give course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything that you need to use psychology-driven email marketing and be the email marketing hero of your business with a brand new episode. I'm going to say it, I'm not afraid, every single email marketing Wednesday. Listen, I don't want to I don't want to bring this up, but the fact that you started talking about email marketing Wednesday and within weeks your appendix blows up. <laughs> I don't think I think those two things are related, cause and effect, you know. I think you're right. I think you're right. I'd like to thank the NHS by the way. This episode's not sponsored by them, but uh flip my neck, I feel like it is. Yes, big round of applause for the uh, beautiful health service in the UK. Oh, wow. Uh, by the way, if you haven't already, make sure you hit subscribe on your podcast player. I would hate you to miss out on any episode of the show. We are here every single week with brand new insights on your email marketing, help you make more sales of your coaching programs, of your courses, of your membership. Now, while you're listening, grab yourself a photograph, a selfie or a screenshot, share it on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter mostly, at uh, Robin Kennedy. You'll find us on Facebook as well as Email Marketing Heroes, but tag us in it. Let us know what you're listening to, this one, uh, and tell us what your big takeaways from this episode are. And of course, we're talking about this big, scary iOS update. Now, the thing is, these things happen Every couple of years, some big technological thing happens, whether it's Chrome are suddenly going to start blocking everything that tracks anyone from doing anything or Firefox are following suit or whatever. And obviously this comes in the wake of iOS 14, which obviously has has been, is proving to be a nightmare still for people who run Facebook ads. That's people like us, although it's actually technically a nightmare for our agency, not for us. (laughs) Um, And so obviously this is one of these new things, but I just want to put this out there before we dive into it. And, And this is a controversial thing, but I think and and the reason why i'm putting this out on the episode is i think we'll have a bunch of listeners who fall in line with this belief that actually most of the world doesn't particularly give that much of a stuff about the privacy stuff as much as apple and the other companies have created them to like they've whisked them into a frenzy i think somebody's come out and said did you know the people who send you emails know when you've opened their emails shocking and everyone's 
and everyone's gone, <gasps> but I don't want to be watched. I don't want people to know that. And then everyone's suddenly joined this movement. They've basically created this idea that your, your privacy is really important. And you go, well, what are you doing? Like, and do you know what the thing that annoys me even more than that? And by the way, we have got the, we're going to go into some depth onto what this actually means and what you can do about it in the episode. This is not just Rob and I going to have a bitch and a moan about it. But what annoys me about the whole thing Right, is the folks at Apple have decided that, oh, this privacy thing is really important to people because the press and stuff have made privacy really important. Right, okay, well, that, that that's one thing. But then what we're going to do is we're going to take privacy and we're going to profit from it. And that's basically what's happened is, in my view, is Apple have said, have looked at privacy and gone, right, how do we stop people like small businesses like you and I who use open rate tracking to some degree or other type of information to improve the experience for the people who are receiving our content, emails with iOS 15, with iOS 14, it was people receiving our, our ads. And how do we absolutely slaughter that. I can tell you now, since the iOS 14 rollout, the ad targeting I have had has been terrible. In fact, I put something on Instagram the other day. Like, it is completely wrong. Okay, so the three ads I had in a row, Rob, I, don't know if I share this with you. I had what to do when your wife leaves you and tries to divorce you. Well, there's no targeting accuracy there at all. Secondly, um, it was, uh, what was it? It was uh, gay gay dating and and again no accuracy third one was to do with pirate history so i'm getting all this stuff all these businesses whether they're big or small are paying to get my eyes on their ads and that's not serving them because i'm not in a position to be able to buy any of them so i'm getting a bad experience from the platform from instagram and the advertiser is getting bad results. Is anybody winning from this? No. No. Well, we'll see in six months' time if you've got a boyfriend and an eye patch. <laughs> then we'll know that the ads have worked. That's what's going on there. That's what we're looking for. I'm not supposed no. to laugh. I'm not supposed to laugh. It really. But really no, every, everybody's losing in this thing. And like I said, I don't honestly think that most people actually care. Because and, and the email equivalent of what Kennedy just described is what's going to happen when suddenly you start getting theory. You could start getting emails about stuff you've already engaged with, looked at, or bought. If Apple pushed this really as far as they absolutely could. Because suddenly they would, you know, we, nobody would know anything about what was going on because they wouldn't know what you've looked at and all the rest of it. So let's dive into what iOS 15 will actually entail, what mm. we know it's going to entail at this point anyway, uh, for email marketers, and then what you can do about it in order to help protect yourself. I think there's two main things we're going to go into in this episode. One of them is about the iOS 15, and one of them is about a new product that Apple are releasing called iCloud Plus and what that's going to mean for us. So let's take a look at the iOS 15 thing. I mean, the first, the big... The big thing that's going to affect email marketing is they're going to proactively block open rate tracking. So the way that open rate tracking, in case anybody doesn't know, and if you, in case you, in case you care, it's fairly fairly simple. Is what the email provider say? Let's say you use Active Campaign or Keep or whoever you use. They include a tiny one pixel by one pixel invisible transparent picture image in your in an email when they send it. And when that image loads on someone's phone, desktop computer, or whatever, it's the loading, it's the retrieval of that file that makes the, that makes your system go, "Oh, that person has opened this um, has opened this this email." What they're gonna do 
And it's it's kind of still murky which way around it's going to be, and maybe by the time this comes out, it'll hopefully be, be more clear, is either they're all going to show us open automatically, everything's going to look like it's open because it's going to preload everything, or everything is not going to load at all. Basically, they're running everything through like a proxy server, which is going to make it impossible for us to actually control uh, based on whether people have opened their emails or not. You basically won't be able to know if people who have you who are opening your emails on an iPhone device or any uh, Apple Mail, actually, it's the Apple Mail app um, that we need to be concerned with. Uh, you're not going to know whether they opened them or not. But there's actually good news about this, which is Guess what? Well, as we've been saying on the show for absolutely months now, open rate reporting was never reliable in the first place. So because of the way that that works, it's the same. The minute you do anything with a pixel, and by the way, I don't think that should be a one pixel by one pixel transparent image. I think if you zoom in really close to that tracking pixel, it should be a little image of a fella looking through the blinds or something, <laughs> like just having a little look to see what you're doing in your inbox. Um, but the, the reason it's never been accurate in the first place is the same reason why, again, if you're running ads and you and you were relying on pixel tracking, that was never accurate either. It always underreported, overreported, or whatever. Because yeah. stuff doesn't load, stuff loads too much, things were blocking it in the first place most android mail apps already block that so actually nothing particularly is changing for a lot of people anyway um so the first thing is it, it's always been wrong it's always been underreported. whenever you've looked at your open rates which is obviously one of the metrics that your email marketing platform try and ram down your throat because it's one of the it's one of the metrics they've got so i, I totally get why they're doing it uh, and it feels important but whenever you look at that number it's always almost always going to be lower um it's, it's going to report as lower than the real number was anyway. It's going to under-report that anyway. Your open rates are probably slightly higher than your email marketing platform says that they are. And that's a great thing. But the minute you realise that, the minute you realise, actually, I've got to stop making any real decisions off my open rate, I really need to pay attention to something else, which we'll talk about in a second. I really need to pay attention to something different because that's going to be more important to me. Because with open rates, I just I really can't make any decisions off them. For example... Uh, I can't resend an email to everybody that didn't open it the first time because I don't know for a fact that they didn't open it. That kind of thing. And you don't want to count people... One of the things we talk about when we, we teach our subscriber revival challenge and we teach our LOL framework for reviving and re-engaging subscribers is don't base that based on open people opening your emails because that's going to be inaccurate. Some people have their emails automatically open markers open and filter them. Well, guess what? You're going to be making the wrong decisions about those people and you're going to have some people who are actively blocking those opens. So you definitely don't want to make decisions on that. So what do you want to make decisions on? And good news is what what I think will happen uh, is these email marketing platforms, all of them, will stop showing the big shiny number of open rates and they'll focus on other metrics such as click rate. And click rate is something that will be much more difficult for any platform to block. Because the way clicks work is when you click on that, if I send Rob an email now through our email marketing platform, and I'm sending it to google.com, when he clicks on that link, it doesn't go straight to google.com. Let's say I'm sending it through Keep, the, the platform we use. It goes from that link click all the way through Keep, and then Keep redirects it to google.com. So it's much more it's much easier and much more accurate for the email platforms to be able to measure click rate, and it always has been. So that's going to be one of our primary metrics, looking at clicks. The other reason clicks is much more interesting is, truthfully, when you just open your email and you sort of scroll to the bottom of it just to see what the kind of the gist of it, are you really that engaged? No. You're basically 
doom scrolling, but in your email inbox, right? Uh, whereas if you if somebody clicks on that, they're actually engaged. The thing you said in the email was so compelling, and the thing you promised them on the other side of the click was so interesting and on point for them that they felt like they wanted to click. And this means, hopefully, as email marketing people, people who do email marketing for our businesses, we're going to be more encouraged to do the thing we've been preaching for ages, which is, and we hate to say I told you so, we're not saying it in that way, but we need to be training our subscribers to click. Because if we're not, then we're training them out of clicking. So whether you're sending people to click to something that's purchasable, a product, a a course, your membership, whatever, your coaching program, an application form, whatever it is they're clicking to, it could be something like that. Or it could be check out the podcast, check out my blog post, check out this YouTube video I found. So we need to be building in the behaviors of getting people to click. So that's one metric we're going to definitely look at is we're going to switch our focus and move that spotlight off open rate, which was never great anyway. And this gives us the opportunity to reset our minds and really focus on clicks. But actually, there's a bigger and better metric that we actually have talked about a lot, but we want to just shine the spotlight on again. So it's something that we call SP, no, EPSPM, right? I've never said it as a letters before, so that was hard. Uh, earning per subscriber per month. And this is literally what it sounds like. It's how much money am I making for every subscriber on my list every month? And the way you figure that out is at the end of the month, you look back and you say, well, how much money did I make directly from sending emails this month? Great. Take that number, divide it by the number of subscribers you had on your list. At that point, you can pick the lowest number, the highest number, the number in the middle, totally up to you, as long as you do it the same way every month. It doesn't really matter. Um, And then you figure out what that is. And so if you make $1,000 this month and you've got 1,000 subscribers, you divide one number by the other, and that's $1 per subscriber per month. And so you can aim for whatever you're aiming for there. And the good news is that that's trackable over time. That's comparable when you've got 100 subscribers to when you've got a million subscribers. You can still see, well, how good is my email marketing? Whereas if you're focused on open rates and clicks, well, when you've got a list of a million people maintaining that, so you get the same click-through rates when you've got 100 subscribers, just isn't going to happen. Your click-through rate is going to go down. It's just that there's a fact of numbers there. Um, so the, whereas if you're looking how much money am I making for every subscriber, you really get to track actually how good is my email marketing? How efficient and effective is my email marketing? Which is much more interesting. It is. So that's the first thing to get out of the way. That's the iOS bit. That's the new mail app blocking open rate. The next element of this new rollout is a new product from Apple called iCloud Plus. And this is going to have a brand new feature called Hide My Email. So let's talk about what that is. And I'm afraid this might uh, put the willies up you a little bit. It's a little bit scary. Uh, one of my favorite sayings of all time. Um, but uh, what what it, what this does gay is... Gay dating. Gay dating. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you Stop keep saying the, put the willies up you, you're going to keep saying ads. It's, it's, the, it's the laughing. It's the laughing money. You have to just behave. You're not usually this funny. So, um, oh, God, this is a serious email marketing show. So funny it hurts. I'm going to put that on my show post. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I end up hospitalized again because of the, uh, because of the show. What, this new iCloud Plus, one of the features is going to be, you're going to be on, on, on your iPhone, and you're going to click to sign up for someone's email list. So someone's going to be seeing, they might see your ad or think to sign up for your email list. And when they do, instead of just being able to click in the, in this in the field where it says give us your email address and it like can autofill there'll be an option pops up on their screen if they have iCloud plus iCloud plus easy for you to say and it will say hide my email address and what that will do is create what I'm sort of referring to as like a burner email address it's an email address which is not your real one so it's not rob at you know rob 
email marketing guy at iCloud.com. Right, making it up. It's not that. Instead, it'll be Rob abq1273 at iCloud.com, and that email address will go into that field. That's the email address they'll be signing up to your email marketing platform with. And when you send emails to them, that means those emails will forward to their actual email address. So they're still going to receive your emails. But what this means is, rather than just unsubscribing from your emails, the future looks like it might be, if this if this product takes off from Apple, which I think it will, rather than people unsubscribing, they will literally burn that email address. So that robabq2623 at iCloud.com, that's forwarding to his actual email address, will just disappear. Which means now anybody who passed on your email address, so that person's email address to other other services, and they're spamming them basically, will no longer be able to contact them, which is a great thing, which is the positive intent behind this. The idea is to kill off this idea that some less scrupulous people are sharing people's email addresses, which is against the law, but also they're stepping in to do something about it. So that's what it means. Rather than unsubscribes, you're going to see people literally just their email address becoming inactive and not working. What does it mean for us and what can we do about it? Because this does sound a little bit scary when you first hear about it. So the first thing to realise is that when those emails get deleted, when somebody scraps their burner email address uh, that they're subscribed to your list with, suddenly those emails that you send are going to start bouncing in some regard. Now, I've no idea what type of bounce it will be. There are so many different types of bounce, but it's going to start bouncing some along the lines, and obviously that's problematic. So this is really where you need to start paying more attention than ever before to the engagement of your subscribers. We're quite strict on that anyway in our business because we email every day. If somebody reaches 30 days without opening opening an email and clicking on a link, for us, we count them as disengaged and we put them into our subscriber revival sequence. And so that gives them a chance to wake up over the course of 14 days. If they wake up, great, they'll continue receiving our emails. If they don't, in other words, if this was a burner email they've deleted or if they've just stopped paying attention, they'll now be unsubscribed, removed from our list, no longer able to be emailed. And so this is now more important than ever before because now you've got a whole raft of people who are going to suddenly have their email addresses getting deleted. And that means you're now emailing email addresses that don't exist anymore. And that, for a whole bunch of reasons, is going to have a really negative impact on your delivery and everything else that you're doing. So the solution is really simple. Keep an eye on your engagement rates, which you're going to monitor through the clicks and when people are buying and stuff from you, which we mentioned earlier. And then the people who don't engage through those clicks, you're going to put them into revival sequences, which ask them to click. Those whole sequences are just designed to get people to click, to stay on your list. That means you're identifying the people who've disabled these burner email addresses. So that's two big updates for you about what's happening in the world of Apple. And I'm sure... Other platforms will follow suit to try and also get in on the action of the privacy agenda that's going on in the world right now. You might be thinking, how do I do this in my business with my platform, the way that I'm doing things? Are you a bit worried? Or have you got some ideas that we haven't shared? Please come and share them with us in our Facebook group. Literally pop over to Facebook right now. Look for the Email Marketing Show community. If you're in there, come and join the discussion already. If you're not in there, click request to join. And if you haven't already, you can always Give us your email address and you can start receiving our emails every single day about tips and hints for improving your email marketing. So, wow, what an episode. Uh, Let's get into this week's... Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. 
So this week's subject line is bringing home too much bacon. It was just a funny story <laughs> about I opened a packet of bacon and there was more pa- more rashes of bacon than the packet said there would be. Uh, so I turned that into a little lesson about what we think value is and it, having too much stuff doesn't necessarily equal value. And uh, it turned into a lovely little email. And I think the reason the subject line worked is because bringing home the bacon is obviously a a, a a usual sort of catchphrase. It's a what is it? It's a saying, is it? I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know what you'd call it. It's a catchphrase. People say, it, isn't it? It's to do with yeah. bringing home the money, being the breadwinner, or whatever. And then doing something with that, putting a spin on it, bringing home too much bacon is a really good way of sort of structurally uh, replaying that. So, and it worked really, really well. Bringing home too much bacon. This week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget we're back every single week with one just like it. Normally, we don't bring you as much doom and gloom and bad news and all of that, uh, but hopefully we've given you the solution to the doom and gloom and bad news as well. It's not too much to worry about, as long as you keep doing stuff the good way and the way that we share with you on this podcast. So make sure you subscribe so you never miss out on a single episode on your favourite podcast player, and share this as well so that other small business owners just like you get to benefit from this stuff every single week. Every single email marketing Wednesday. And we're back next week. We'll see. We'll see you again. And hopefully, um, this uh, this healing will have gone off a little bit better. Oh, it's a little bit, a little bit sore, like. The-